Well, for those of us who have followed the Indianapolis 500 for several decades, uh, it is a welcome sight to welcome John Menard to Victory Lane at Indianapolis for the 500. Welcome, John. Thank you very much. It's been, uh, it was 40 years ago I first came down here in 1979, and, uh, and I, I, I didn't, didn't know the way in. I don't, and I had a big sign that we used to put up over the old garages. Somebody told me I had to have a sign. So I'm dragging the sign one over here on Georgetown Road, and I'm walking. I didn't know where the entrance was, you know. Didn't know enough to go over there on 16th and drive under. So this guy was at the gate, and the yellow shirt was standing there, and, and he, he said, where are you doing that sign? I said, I want to get the garage area. He said, I'll open the gate for you. So he unlocked the gate and let me in. I didn't have a credential. I, I don't know where I was going. I said, which way is the garage area? I, I think he thought I was crazy, but we had a good time. But that was the first time I was here, 40 years ago. Been trying ever since. You know, I see some stubborn, stupid guy. Here you go. <laughs> Great fun. <laughs> You're, you won here in a NASCAR race with your son, but this, this and, I, and that's, that's family. That's but, family, and but it's this is so important. This is a different race. Yeah, that that was the NASCAR race, which is pretty distinct from this race. Um, that was probably the highlight of of my personal racing career, just because it was my son that won. But uh, this ranks right right in there. I'll tell you what, this is a, this is a good deal, and I I can't thank uh, Team Penske. I can't thank the Indianapolis uh, Motor Speedway enough for uh, all the great. Memories and times and, and over the years that we've had here. It's amazing. Does Simon know you have to, he now has to make an appearance in every Menard store across the country? <laughs> I, I think he already has. <laughs> Most of them, anyway. Roger's going to cut the ribbon, though, on our new store in Michigan, which is right near his office. He says, I will cut the ribbon for the opening. So I said, great. I, I don't know how much he's going to charge me, but we've got to talk about that shit. I think it's <laughs> Yeah, that would be a great idea. I'll, I'll uh, we, we got to get him started small, though. You know, one one store, then we'll ask about the second one. <laughs> Question here in the middle for Jenna. Hey, John, congratulations! You opened by talking about your history here and your love of this place. So, how do you feel now to see Menards and Victory Lane, at the, the 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 greatest spectacle in racing? You ever watch that movie called The Candidate, where the guy works and works and works, he finally gets elected. It's after the election, he won. He's in the hotel room, and he gazes into the mirror and says, what the hell do I do now? <laughs> That's a little bit like I feel. We'll go try to win another one. Do you go to Charlotte now? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to if I can. I, okay. it's, uh, we'll see how this uh, plays out. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Question here for in the front. We may have one, Mike. Tim, you may have to come to me. John, what, just what's your take or what's your, uh, on uh, Simon Pagino? Just what makes him special from your vantage point? Wow. Well, first, Simon is just one wonderful human being. I mean, if you get to know him, you'll love him. And uh, second of all, if you watch the last few laps of this race, as a race car driver, Simon's really, really good. I mean, he was, Rossi's really, really good. And that could have ended kind of badly in turn one or two or three or four, a lot of other places. And it, you know, it was just playing good racing, two really talented guys, and they were just going after each other, back and forth, back and forth. And, and Simon doesn't give up. He's, a, he's, a, he's the real deal. Question over here on your far right. John Haverland, New Mexico Motorsports Report. Yeah, hi. Um, so, uh, 
Sorry, I forgot my question. Next <laughs> That's okay. I forgot the answer. <laughs> I'll have a drink of water. <laughs> Anyone else for Johnny's? In a very happy mood and 40% off at all stores. Hey, hey I can't do it. Lumber right? today, so a lot yeah, of lumber. All right, I remembered. When, well, what was it? Win on Sunday and sell on Monday. That's right. Great job, guys. <laughs> thank Terrific. you, Roger. Great job for you. Well, thanks. Uh, we have uh, Roger Penske has joined us along with Kyle Moyer, the strategist. Congratulations, Captain. As uh, I think you said, he won that one. Well, I'd have to say, you know, I've been here many years, and, uh, you know, the last couple of years, some of it passed you, and it'd be over. So I've been to a couple of times, but. Uh, that fight at the end, you knew we were building up to something with 15 laps to know when they take the cars that are not on the lead lap and put them in the back. It really sets up for a, an amazing run and good clean racing. You see how close it was. Uh, it could have gone one more lap. It could have gone the other way. So, you know, to Kyle Moyer, Kyle's the man that ran that pit and Ben Bowlby, the engineer. They're the ones that deserve the credit because we come here with four cars. We're all on a particular car, and these guys were the winners today. And I tell you, Simon arrived here this month. I don't know, it was May 1st or May 10th, and he never left until today. So it's a tremendous uh, situation. I got a call from the president uh, as we were in the, uh, the winter circle, and we had been down there uh, uh, with Joey, and he congratulated me. He said, I must have been your good luck charm. He was in Japan, and uh, got, uh, uh, Simon had a chance to talk to him. So hopefully he'll be get a invite to the White House. Did he really? Oh, pretty good. Huh? That's great. Well, in case... John Menard takes off for the NASCAR race soon. Can you talk about him winning his first Indianapolis 500 and how much that must mean to you, too? Well, John and I have been around here for a long time, haven't we? I've watched him. He's watched me. And a couple of years ago, he said, look, maybe we do better together. <laughs> Finally, it took a couple of years. But, uh, John, uh, you know, to see the Menards logo and, and certainly uh, your excitement and commitment to the sport for so many years, uh, it's terrific. And that we could bring home a winner with you and uh, you with our guys uh, it's just tremendous. Uh, you got a great brand, and you're a great person, your family, and you know obviously Paul is a key guy on our team down in the south. So uh, we can't can't say enough. You got Indy, you got the Brickyard, and now you got the 500. Where are you going? And and you also you got the road race. Yeah, you're a triple header. Race. Think about that. All three is one. Pretty good. Kyle, you look a little stunned, just a little <laughs> bit. Are you surprised at how this came to be? Um, yeah, I would sort of. It was a weird day because I mean. We had a really good car, and then we put him out front, and, you know, I thought maybe for a little bit maybe we were going to not do the fuel mileage right, and we were just going to get the most laps led, and that was it for a while. But, you know, then yellow came out wrong, then it came out right and stuff. So, you know, it was sort of like the Grand Prix. We just kept on fighting at it, and, you know, the car came really good toward the end there. And um, But all day, I mean, Simon drove brilliant. We'd sort of planned on not trying to drop back, but when you're out front, you just, you know, it's a lot of fuel you're using. Okay, we'll take questions uh, on the far right. John Haverland, NM Motorsports Report. Uh, for Mr. Menard, you've sponsored so many different things in racing, uh, just countless sponsorships, you know, countless commitment to spending money. Is this, does this feel like something you've kind of been rewarded back now? Oh, it sure does. Uh, this, was, uh, this was really, really special. I mean, I've been trying to win this thing for 40 years to win it with Roger and Kyle. Uh, I remember Kyle when he was working for Gary Bettenhausen. That, yeah. that was probably yeah. pretty near 40 years ago. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of history here, a lot of memories. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a journey, you know, not a destination sometimes. But this is a good destination. Okay. Right, Nick Wolfgang. 
First of all, congratulations for all three of you. I have a business question for you, John. Uh, with your sponsorship logo, your company logo, on a race car with a French driver, is there any intention you will expand your business to Europe, maybe to France? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, well, if you examine our name, Menard is a very French name. So Menard is a French name. And we live in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, which is clear water, right? And uh, my, my family was from Quebec. So uh, whereas Quebec is a bit closer than France, uh, we'll certainly consider any offers in France when, the, when time permits, which uh, I don't think I'll get done in this lifetime. <laughs> is what? There's a possibility, sure. You bet. We love French. Tim Mayo here on the left. Roger, the scuttlebutt, you know, at least among the media going into this month, was it that Simon, I don't know, might be in a little bit of trouble as far as like hanging on to his job and stuff. I mean, number one, was that true? And then number two, uh, just talk about his rebound this month, as you, as you pointed out a while ago. Well, I don't think that uh, I say anything to the media about Simon. He's on our team. You know, we support our drivers. You've seen that. So uh, that was scuttlebutt. I think that's a good word for it. But... Uh, you know, what he did this month, uh, certainly uh, he achieved uh, records in his own personal life and certainly what he had expected to. And uh, the run today, you know, it's a history book run for me when we think about some of the races we've had an opportunity to be in the winter, winter circle. So, you know, he did a great job. You're going to need a bigger trophy case. Yeah. Nate okay. Ryan. Uh, following up on that, Roger, can you say with certainty that Simon will be back with your team next year? Because you tend to keep guys around to win the Indy 500, right? What do you think? You want to answer that question for me? Absolutely. <laughs> question here uh, in front. Hi, Dana with the Indy Star. Um, can you kind of describe your secret to the dominance these last 50 years at the Indy 500? It's just one word. It's our people. Okay. Right. Bruce? Uh, this is for Roger and for Kyle. Uh, what is it that I'm speaking to Kyle at the shop like the first week of May, and he said, we got to win. Simon's got to win. The other guys have won. It's like a, you flip the switch on the guy. What was it about this month that has changed the whole dynamic with uh, Simon, Simon Pagino? Both of you could answer that. Yeah, it's an easy answer. He's on your back looking at you, and you, you know, you're on this team for a reason, and, and the reason is, is to win. You know, Team Penske's always been winners. That's why I came here. That's why Simon's here. That's why all of our drivers, everybody that works here is for a reason, and that is to win. Because that's, that's our brand we're putting out there. You know, Penske Corp, Team Penske, all of them are winners. So you're expected to win. So when you're not, you've got to figure out a way to do it. Simon's done that. I think in, in, in this month, he's actually forced it on you to show you that you know, he can win. And like I, I told you, Bruce, you know, a month ago, I said if he wins one, there's no reason he can't win five in a row because he's that type of driver. Once he gets it, confidence built. The GP really gave him confidence. And then the pole did, and so now you got the race. Well, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, from my perspective, he came with us the first year, won the championship, had a little down year. But again, you know, our guys are with us. You think most of the drivers spend, you know, a lot of time. And obviously, we thought a lot of it. We wouldn't have him in our sports car. Because remember, he runs the sports car in the longer races. So, no, I think Kyle's right. Uh, 
you know, we've got a great group of people, and, you know, it really is a combination of all four drivers, and, you know, we, it's amazing. If you've got numbers, they seem to work here, and there's no question, you know, with Elio and a little accident in the pits, uh, Davidson didn't have a pit speed limiter, and then I'm not sure about Will's call, but we put ourselves out of the race. So, again, uh, you know, with Joseph and uh, Simon, and Simon wasn't going to be beat today. I mean, he raced clean, and that's what I have to say about uh, Rossi also, the two of them. You know, for the laps that they ran side by side was as good a racing as we've ever seen here. On the far right, Michael Knight. Roger, there was a famous quote attributed to you. I can't remember if it's the late 60s or early 70s when you were having tremendous success in the Trans Am. And you said, we can't just take our press clippings, throw them on the track and expect the other teams to give us the race win. We have to earn it. There's been a lot of more press clippings since then. Has there ever been anything not written about to explain the success of your organization that you think you wish would have been written? No, Mike. Uh, you know, we're, we're racers. Uh, you know, I've heard it too many times. I came here in 51 with my dad, um, and we put teams together. Uh, we got commitments to sponsors like John, and we, we become almost a family, everyone, and we work together because when you walk out of that garage this morning, you know, only one, one guy can win. But we won as a team today, and I think that's, uh, you know, when I, when I saw Elio and all, they all said the same thing. So, look, uh, this success here, you know, is amazing, but you can't do it without the best people. And again, year after year, and I said it here a couple of weeks ago that we had over 700 years of experience in our pit, you know, this, this, this weekend and this, this month. So that's what makes the difference, not the clippings. And uh, I don't really, I hope I didn't say that, but maybe I did. I'm sorry. Take three more, Patrick, Jenna, and, and Dick Pittman. Uh, Roger, um, the fierceness of that battle, uh, have you ever seen something like that uh, here at the, at the Speedway? Those last five laps, last ten laps were Epic, I guess, to overuse a word. You know, we've seen that at Phoenix, I think, on the miles. We've seen that kind of racing. You pass, you get back, and you get yourself in position. But not here. I've seen it's been the last couple of years, you know, the car get out front and he'd go, but you couldn't get away here. And I think it's a credit, by the way. Didn't say much about this to, uh, to IndyCar, you know, in the rule package we have today. It's safe. You can see that when the guys got sideways, upside down almost, and yet we could race each other and draft. And I think that's what the fans want. And again, uh, you know, it was a fuel mileage race for a while there. And I'll tell you, Dixon was in a great position there, probably 9 or 10, 11 laps better than anybody. Then that yellow came out. So you never know here until it's the end, and you saw that today. Uh, Kyle, was there a point there towards the end when they were going that hard at it that you can't, and you can't really see everything from pit lane sometimes? Were you kind of glad you couldn't watch the car go all the way around the track? Oh, we were watching. <laughs> How nervous were you about that then? I wouldn't say nervously. I mean... Um, I've been on the wrong end of that before, so, you know, where I come in second. So it was good today with him. I think he did a really good job on covering the base. I think he knew exactly what he had 15 laps to go when the yellow came out. We told him, you know, we were fast all day. So I, I think, you know, Simon Joe brilliant there. And, I mean, you're looking at a, a former winner already that you beat, you know. So, you know, Rossi came to the pack pretty heavy, especially when he had the fuel. He had a good car too, so... You know, a little bit of Chevy power there sure helped. Jenna? Hey, Roger, I got 392 questions for you, but I'm going to limit it to two. Um, you um, have won th three in the last five, and five and 14. I I is this the best you've been uh, since the split, you think? 
I didn't understand. I'm sorry. You've you've <clears throat> won three Indy 500s in the last five years. Right. And uh, five in 14 years. Is this the best team Penske's been here since the split? Since prior to the split? I, I'd have to say I, you'd have to. We came back. You remember? And uh, I think we won 01, 0, 02, and 03, three in a row there, which would have been you know equal to winning three and five. But uh, it's pretty special. But uh, you know, I was talking to Michael Andretti before the race, and I said, hey. You know, it's going to be one of us, I hope. You know, I meant that because he's a tough, tough competitor. Kyle knows he worked with him, and they've done a great job fielding as many cars. Uh, you know, obviously, he was certainly disappointed, I'm sure, to see her to go out early on. It's just this place just gets you, and it, it either comes, it comes true or you go home and come back next year. That's the problem. You've got to wait 12 months. So you've won this 18 times. I'm wondering, what, what does it feel like for you watching those final, you know, five lead changes in the final 13 laps? What well, is that like for you? Well, can I tell you, I didn't know if we were going to win. I didn't know until the car came off the fourth corner. I was watching it on a monitor like everybody else was. But I felt the fact that he couldn't get by with about two laps to go, you know, down into one. And it seemed like he pulled out a little bit there in the draft. And I think the tires were, you know, getting dirt after getting in, in, the, in the dirty air. And I think that uh, then I saw that we had it. But uh, going down the back straightaway, you know, he came up on him. And the good news is that the start-finish line isn't down in turn one. It might have been a different story. And now will you go to Charlotte? No, I'm going to, I'm going to watch Charlotte. <laughs> Last question. John's from, going to Charlotte. John's going to Charlotte. From Dick Mittman. Hey, Dick. Roger, can you compare your feelings today from your first victory a half a century ago? Wow. Or it seems like. Well, you know, Mark Donahue uh, was special. You know, we came here in 69, 50 years ago. And, you know, our goal was to win the race. And, uh, you know, Mark was an engineer. I think we brought a lot of different thoughts to the Speedway as far as technology and aerodynamics. We won in 72 and then Mears in 79, and that kind of started us. But, you know, it's hard. The only thing I remember about uh, 72 is I lost Mark Donahue. Uh, that's a big difference in winning the race here. And I guess you'd have to say I'd rather him back than win a race. So, to me, uh, you know, this is tough. But... Uh, you know, this, this win here today uh, for Simon in our 50th, uh, it, it goes down in the record book. But as I say, it's, it's, it's not me. It's all the people that we work with day in and day out that uh, make us so good. Congratulations, Roger, Kyle, and John. We'll uh, maybe see you back here next year. Yeah, I hope Count so. Out. <laughs>